Welcome to Digital Stratosphere, the podcast that helps organizations throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys. Here, you will find independent and technology agnostic advice with no software vendor sales spin to help you make the best decisions for your organization. Whether you are in the process of selecting technology, in the midst of your transformation, or trying to get your initiative back on track, Digital Stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help. When organizations embark on a digital transformation, oftentimes they have a mentality of, we got this. It can't be that difficult. We're going to handle this well, and it's not going to be as difficult as we think. It's great to have confidence, but there's a dark side of that confidence as well. And that's what I'm going to talk about here today. My name is Eric Kimberling. I'm the CEO of Third Stage Consulting. We're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world reach the third stage of digital transformation success. And when we work with organizations that are going through digital transformations or ERP implementations, whatever the technology initiative might be, we find that a lot of times there's a overconfidence in the ability of the organization to be successful in their transformations. Now, it's not that organizations should be scared or fear digital transformations, although I will say there is a healthy level of skepticism and a healthy level of fear you should have just to make sure you're catching all the risks that you need in the project. But what you don't want to do is be overly confident to where you're blinded by that confidence and you fail to see and recognize some of the risks that are inherent in a project. So what I'd like to do today is talk about how organizations can avoid this fallacy of confidence. And more importantly, I'm going to point out the false sense of confidence that many organizations have and talk about how you might mitigate that false sense of confidence as well. For more information about digital transformation lessons and best practices to ensure that your project is successful, I encourage you to read our ebook called Lessons from 1000 Implementations. It's a book that we published not too long ago that highlights some of the lessons from digital transformations and some things you can apply to make your project more successful. You can read that book for free by scanning the QR code in front of you or you can go to the links below. The first false sense of confidence that organizations often have is a sense that change is going to be easy. A lot of times when organizations are first embarking on a transformation, they're looking at their current environment, their current systems, their current processes, and they see a lot of broken things, a lot of opportunities for improvement. And the team gets excited about the possibility of addressing those opportunities for improvement. And in the process, they get excited about new technologies, they get enamored by new ways that things could work in the future, which is great. You want to encourage that. But in the process, you get this peak excitement. In many cases, that's where the false confidence comes from because people are excited about a new possibility and a new roadmap to the future. And again, we don't want to temper that enthusiasm. We want to ride that wave of excitement that employees and team members have. But at the same time, we don't want to be so confident that we think the change is going to be easy. A lot of times executives look at their team and say they're very excited. They recognize that our current processes are broken, our current systems don't work well, and the future state is going to be so much better for them. So when you look at that on paper, on the surface, it looks like it's going to be an easy initiative and people are going to be fully accepting and supportive of the project. And they probably will be, especially at first. But inevitably over time, what happens is excitement is up here. And then as the project continues, the excitement wears down. And the reason for that is not because people want to lose the excitement, but instead it's because people start to feel the pain of the change that they're going through. They start to recognize that, yes, there is an upside to the technology, but there's also an underlying dark side too, which means they have to change. They have to adjust to the way they've always done business. They have to learn new skills. They have to learn a new system, new processes. There's a lot of change that affects every single person in an organization that goes through a big digital transformation. So when that excitement wears down, that's when organizations find that change management is a problem. You're starting to see resistance to change. 
And what often happens is organizations are caught flat-footed because they were basing their need for change management based at the high level of excitement that started at the beginning of the project. So organizations have to anticipate that the excitement is going to wane, it's going to fade over time, and the key is to make sure that you recognize that that's not a bad thing, it's not the end of the world, it's gonna happen. Organizations go through it all the time, but the key difference is what do you do about it? And that's what you wanna make sure you do is that you have a change management plan that addresses that inevitable waning of excitement and confidence in the project, and that's something you could do proactively through a change management strategy and plan. If you're looking for more change management tips and lessons to help you identify what some of those change management strategies might be, you can read our white paper that you can download off our website. It's a guide to organizational change management. You can read that paper for free by scanning the QR code in front of you or going to the links below. Another reason organizations and project teams get a false sense of confidence in their digital transformations is because they assume and think that the software vendors and the technical implementers can just do the project for them. They think that they can hand the project off to a third party, wipe their hands clean of it, and the third party is gonna make the project successful. After all, they're the experts, they know the software better than anyone, they've been through projects before, and they presumably are the best ones to handle the job. Now that's true, you do need these outside third parties to ensure that your project is successful, but what often happens is organizations assume that just because you brought in a really good technical implementer or you've chosen and purchased a really good software solution, they assume that that's gonna ensure success. And the reality is that most of the problems and most of the challenges and risks that come along with the digital transformation stem not from the technology or the work that the technology providers and vendors do, but instead the risks stem from organizational change issues, business process misalignment, executive leadership issues, misalignment within the organization overall. These are all examples of things that the technical vendors have nothing to do with, yet they're the things that will make or break your project. So when you're going through a digital transformation, you don't want to assume that just because you have a great software and a great technical implementer that the project's going to be successful. That's just a starting point. That's just a minimum ante to play the game, table stakes if you will. What you need to do is add to that and do all the other things that are gonna impact success versus failure even more so than what your technology vendors might do. If you are trying to achieve digital transformation success, turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the U.S., Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks. Whether you are embarking on an ERP, HCM, CRM, supply chain management, or any other digital transformation, contact Third Stage Consulting to see how we can help you reach the third stage of transformation success. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com. This idea that data migration can be addressed later in the project is something else that creates a false sense of confidence. Now on the surface, it doesn't sound like something that's creating confidence, but maybe it's more of a blind spot that organizations have. They, they assume that their data is okay, the data migration is not going to be that difficult. We can push that off to the end of the project. By the time we get to integration testing or volume testing later in our project, we can manage the data at that point. But for now, we're going to focus on business requirements, building the software, et cetera. The reality is, is data migration is something that's often on the critical path 
for a digital transformation. In fact, it's one of the technological risks that are most likely to derail a project. So in other words, you could build the perfect software, design the perfect software, test it, it's working great, but then you introduce data into the system and the whole thing breaks. And that's because organizations haven't taken the time to clean up the data, to map the data to the new system, to ensure that they're getting the right analytics and reporting and artificial intelligence capabilities out of the system as a result of that data. All that stuff that I just described are things that take a long time and they should actually start up front. It's never too early to start looking at your data, assessing what you've got now, cleaning up the data, reducing duplicate entries, cleaning up the bad data. All that stuff can happen now so that by the time you get to testing, you actually have good data you can use to test to make sure that the processes are working and the system's working. It also ensures that you're able to take advantage of some of these great capabilities that software vendors are investing in as it relates to artificial intelligence, data analytics, machine learning, et cetera. Those are examples of areas and capabilities that are highly dependent on having good data. So if you don't address the data work stream well, it's going to undermine your ability to leverage those capabilities. So don't fall into the trap of assuming that data can be handled later and that's the least of your technological worries because it's highly likely that it's actually one of your biggest technological worries that you should be focused on sooner. A lot of times what happens in these sort of projects is that software vendors will convince a project team or an organization that the software can be implemented now, it can be implemented fast, it's not going to take that long, it's not going to cost that much, when in reality there's a high likelihood it's going to take longer than you expect and the scope of what you actually can implement within a reasonable time frame is a lot smaller than what you've been sold in the sales cycle. So a lot of times organizations don't fully understand the complexities and the risks associated with digital transformation. And then you add to the fact that software vendors are selling an overly optimistic proposal of how their software might be deployed in your organization. And that leads to unrealistic expectations and a false sense of confidence that isn't based on reality. So organizations really need to be careful that they're sure to add a grain of salt and a dose of reality to any sort of proposal you get from outside software vendors. Their job is to sell you software and convince you that their solution is the right fit for you at the lowest possible risk and cost. Your job is to figure out, A, if the software is the right fit for you, but also how much will it really take for you to deploy that software. And oftentimes you're going to find that the software vendor has focused on some assumptions that focus on a technology deployment, whereas you're going to focus more on a technology and a business process and an organizational change deployment. And that latter bucket of business process and organizational change, that's the part that actually adds to the complexity of a project, adds to the time, adds to the cost, and adds to the risk. So we need to make sure that we add that dose of reality and complete the entire program that a software vendor might initially propose to you. Now, if you're fortunate enough as an organization, to be one of the teams that make it to the finish line of a digital transformation, what often ends up happening is organizations declare victory. They determine that because they went live with the new system, they were successful and therefore they can move on either to the next phase of the project or if the project is complete, they can move on to their day jobs, their real jobs, and get back to business as usual. Now, this is all fine and good if it's true. If you, if you actually have gone live on a new system, that's good. You don't want to dismiss that, but chances are pretty high that there's a lot of business value and potential capabilities that you didn't get at the time of go live. Just because the operations haven't shut down or you haven't run into major operational disruptions doesn't mean that you're done. There's a lot of optimization and value optimization, value realization that needs to happen as a result of a digital transformation. And if you stop and think about it, organizations spend tons of money, tons of time, tons of resources on implementing these technologies 
but yet they don't take the time after go live to really fine tune and make sure they're getting the most value out of it and that they're really making sure that they have gotten everything they could get out of the system. What really adds to the difficulty of this is that our study and research shows that over 50% of project teams in digital transformations experience some sort of operational disruption at the time of go live. So if you're one of those organizations that, for example, can't ship product or you can't run payroll, you can't close the books right at the time of go live, just because you've mitigated those risks and you've addressed the really big showstoppers doesn't mean you're done. Chances are pretty high you need to spend more time to get even more value out of the system to ensure you don't run into trouble later. So you really want to make sure that you're focused on long-term business value. You don't move on to your next phase of the project or your next operational project without first making sure you get the most business value out of the project. So if this has given you some guidance on how to ensure that you don't fall into the trap of false confidence, you want to be confident, but you also don't want to be overly confident to where you're blinded and you don't see the risks and the blind spots that go along with these sorts of projects. If you're looking for more tips and lessons on digital transformations, I encourage you to read our ebook called Lessons from 1000 Digital Transformations. This will give you 20 different pieces of advice that will help ensure that your project is successful. You can download that by scanning the QR code in front of you or you can go to the links below. So I hope you found this information useful and hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com.